Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. on the program we continue our 300th episode celebration hopefully you saw the uh, video up on our youtube uh, please go check it out it was a whole lot of fun but uh, uh, in the next couple of days what we're going to do is you're going to be hearing uh, the uncut unabridged versions of our interviews with all of our esteemed guests on this show today you're going to hear eric reich of ghost core and the yes have some podcast crew plus a couple of your voicemails that weren't on the video episode stay tuned Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, joining us now, what a very special treat for for us, for you guys out there. Um, I can't believe this on the Crossroad 300th, we have Mr. Eric Reich himself. Eric, I I started to write an intro for you, like a Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal intro, and you do so much that I don't even want to try to give you a title. Uh, You're co-producer on Ghostbusters Afterlife, you're an associate producer on Answer the Call, right? Yeah. Um, and then is your title like brand and licensing executive now? What, what is your official title at, at Ghost Core slash Montecito? We don't really have official titles, but yeah, I, I work a lot on the brand and franchise, I guess you could say, uh, with Sony and obviously for Ghost Core. You do every, you, I, I want to humble brag that you helped produce that uh, Montecito Pictures logo uh, that was on the, the most recent the one, couple yeah. of releases. <laughs> Uh, so you literally do everything. You are, again, I don't know how you don't drink coffee, Eric. I'm just bringing that <laughs> up again. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so very exciting. Um, we are actually to uh, unveil some of the movie magic. We are recording this on the Wednesday that the Ghostbusters Afterlife clip dropped, too. So that guy, we can put him in the background and it's not a spoiler, which is very fun. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that. What, the, the, we weren't going to do some gotcha journalism on you here, Eric, but now we have to ask you questions about it. That's just how stuff goes. Um, but but first, like being... Not gotcha journalism, it's your own fault journalism. That's what it is. It's true. It's <laughs> you true. did this to yourself, Eric. <laughs> I put it in there, yeah, exactly. Um, but so, I mean, how, how has the last year been for you? That's just kind of where I wanted to start, like the delays on the film i know you guys are very excited to get it out for everybody to see um how how have you been this last year i feel like i haven't seen you i know i mean it's true i'm basically doing what everyone else is doing the studio has been closed so i've been at home the entire year uh we still haven't gone back we're hoping to go back this summer um but yeah it's been difficult I mean, just as frustrated as everyone else was with the movie release getting pushed and pushed, we felt that exact same feeling, but we know that uh, this movie deserves to be in theaters, so we want it to do the best it can, and uh, so we were fine with moving it, but uh, it's it's not been fun, because we want to get this movie out there for everyone. Yeah, and I know, because Jason, I think, was talking about, you know, trying to finish the film and not being able to bring people onto the dub stage for the mixes and all of the things that you take for granted when you're actually making a film. 
man, I can't even imagine. It was it was probably more of a challenge than expected. Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, like you said, you saw some photos of Jason doing the scoring sessions and they were all masked up and they only had so many people in the room and they had to actually break the orchestra up at some points with certain, you know, uh, sections of the orchestra. They couldn't have everyone in there at the same time. And when we did a final playback of the film, there was only a select few people. We had to all be tested. We sat like 10, 15 feet apart, at least in the oh. theater. Um, so it was just a really surreal, different experience um, that we had to, to do to finish this movie. Yeah, but what a story to tell it will be, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the Mini Puffed, is, is that the official title of them? Can we call them the Mini Puffed? Or? Yes, that is the official trademark title. <laughs> <laughs> um, very cool to see that clip. Um, I mean, it, waking up on Wednesday morning and being surprised to see um, Paul Rudd walking past some Baskin-Robbins ice cream and, and then suddenly realizing that it was a Ghostbusters clip was... I love when social media surprises you like that, so thank you, for one, for making social media a fun place, at least for today. I don't know how it'll be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, is there anything you can reveal there, how that maybe came about, or, or just why that film clip? And it is a film clip, right? Can we say that? It is, um, but Jason is calling me right now. <laughs> oh. Hold on one second. Yeah, we'll let you have that call. Yeah, so we were just asking you, um, you know, can you can you reveal anything about the, the release, the timing of this film clip coming out now? Uh, it, is, it is a film clip, right? We can say that 100% that it's a clip from the film? Yeah, and um, I think, you know, people have been asking to see stuff uh, forever. And we, you know, with the movie being pushed, obviously a lot of sort of things have leaked out in ways that we wish wouldn't have happened. And, uh, there are some things coming that include these cute little mini puff guys that, you know, we couldn't avoid. So we wanted to get them out into the world, uh, just how they are in the film before people saw them as, you know, cartoons or drawings on other products. And I'm sure that's gotta be tough to like, you don't want people to see or know anything about the film because you want them to experience it as a film. But at the same time, like grocery stores are populating their shelves with things or, you know, other, you, you yeah, the afterlife cereal, I think just hit, uh, this week and that has mini puffs all over it as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of exciting, but yeah, there's lots, lots to come. Oh man. Well, very cool. Um, what, I don't want to ambush you again because it's like just the timing is just fortuitous that this happened uh, here, but um, we've been asking everybody, fans, listeners out there of Ghostbusters, um, something that's their favorite thing. Uh, just one thing, because we're trying to just cultivate this list of of things that we all love uh, as kind of like our celebration of our 300th, because we don't want to talk about us. It's really weird to do that. We want to just talk about what you guys like. Um, and I thought it would be fun to have you come on and tell us something that you love, something that sparks joy in your life, particularly over the last year that has been so yeah. difficult for a lot of people. Um, have you have you thought of something? There, yeah. So uh, when I was a kid, I loved Legos, and I would build entire cities of Legos on my bedroom floor where I couldn't even walk. Uh, and in this pandemic, you know, I think a lot of people started to realize you know, we've got more time on our hands and we're home a lot. Like what are those hobbies and things that make us happy? Um, and so I've bought Legos over the years, um, but not too many. And so over the pandemic, I bought, I don't know, at least four or five different sets. 
including the new Ghostbusters Ecto-1, which was like a dream come true to work on uh, that project. And we've been doing that, you know, for it's been two years now. So for that to finally come out as well, that was super exciting. But um, yeah, Legos have definitely been keeping me busy and uh, something that I've been really enjoying this last year. Yeah, I was going to ask, as a kid building Legos, you would never anticipate that later in your life you're going to be working on developing a product and looking at prototypes and drawings and stuff like yeah. that for one that, that you're involved with. That's got to be so cool. It was it was really surreal. Like uh, this ha- Actually, it happened first on the 2016 movie because we did a couple little sets with them. And uh, that's sort of been something that I never really saw in my career path with film because I always thought I would just be producing uh, movies and then to sort of get this opportunity to manage the brand and the franchise and work with these other partners uh, that Ghostbusters has in consumer products has really been sort of a surprising treat for myself Um, and yeah the Legos obviously was a dream project again with uh, the Ecto-1. Are we going to talk to you at some point and you'll have big shelves like custom-made shelves of all the Lego sets that you've built i do uh in the hall have uh all my legos right now uh it's funny because we're we're moving and uh i'm trying to figure out where this new house i can put my legos (laughs) your lego room i feel like they're going to end up uh on shelves in the garage rather than the house but we'll see well uh, and and you brought up a a something a question that i've always wanted to ask you so forgive me for doing this now but i mean yeah you are you're in the film business and development and and film production by trade but you've sort of started doing all of the brand and licensing and and all of that stuff is it difficult to switch between those two roles is it advantageous to be working on the development of the film and the development of the hasbro uh, line of toys at the same time I think it's actually really unique and I'm not sure that there's a lot of positions like that within other brands because I'm so close to the development of the film that when we're working on other products and toys with Hasbro, like I can tell them exactly what's going to be in the movie or what we're using and I can get them access to props and other things, uh, you know, and that level of detail um, that they're not normally used to getting, they're able to get because I'm so close to the film. Uh, whereas other, I'd say, franchises and big brands, you know, they have huge teams, yeah. but they're not necessarily working on the film day to day and know the changes that are happening or on set. And, you know, when something gets cut or not used or um, whatever. So I feel like it's actually really been uh, uh, helpful for a lot of our, our licensing partners. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, for people out there that aren't, aren't aware, usually those brand, the people who oversee the brand are usually siloed away from the film producers and, and the people that are actually working on the movie. And so when you're working on the Lego and they come back and say, we can't get the gunner seat to work quite right. Um, that's just, you, you can show them like, here's exactly how it works. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Cameo appearance. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, it's, um, I don't know, it's it's interesting because Ivan actually, gave, to tell you the, sort of the backstory, Ivan gave me this opportunity when uh, Ghost Corps originally started because they realized that they needed someone to really sort of oversee all the ancillary stuff that Sony was doing with the brand because um, there hadn't been a lot of, you know, oversight on that other than just Sony saying like, all right, let's make some action figures. Let's do this. Let's do that. 
And uh, the opportunity he gave me was to sort of oversee all of this and make sure that everything that they're doing is in line with what the future of Ghost Core and the brand and the vision uh, is for, you know, the coming years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that that had to be a treat then to finally be able to do that after Ivan gave you that assignment. And it's like, well, now we got Afterlife coming and all the things that are are, are coming down the pipeline. That's so, so fun. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to keep you much longer, Eric. Uh, I do want to make you, uh, put you on the spot here and I just want to thank you. I mean, we're here on our 300th episode and Chris and I have been talking about our favorite moments and all of the things that we've gotten the chance to do. And it all comes back to you because you have been the person that took us under your wing and put us on that green carpet for, for answer the call. Uh, let us yeah. interview Dan while he was sitting on the Ecto one hood, which, I still pinch myself that that happened. Um, so, I mean, some of our mes most, most memorable moments, I would say, are due to stuff that you've had a part in giving us. So thank you so much. Yeah, We're so lucky. Welcome. Thank you guys for all the hard work you do in keeping uh, this brand alive. And uh, it's, it's been really fun. Oh, man. Well, thank, thank you. And uh, Ghostbusters Day uh, coming up soon. I, I would imagine that's probably the next time we'll either be chatting or you'll be just throwing cool stuff our way. So uh, looking looking yeah. forward to that. We're working on those plans now. Should be fun. And, Perfect. And November, we're all going to be in theaters watching a beautiful movie that I can't wait to watch. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, we're looking forward to it. Well, Eric, thanks. Thanks uh, for joining us. Thanks for keeping Jason on hold this whole time while you talk to us. That's such a like, man, I can't believe our status in life. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to have you back when we can talk about more stuff. OK, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Hey, Chris and Troy. This is John from Chicago, a.k.a. Liver Stealer on Twitter. I uh, just wanted to say happy 300th. I feel like I've been uh, there for the ride for at least uh, 295 of the episodes. So uh, thank you for all the hours and uh, hard work you guys have all put into it over the last few years. Um, I hope this isn't too late, but if uh, you're looking for some of your favorite or my favorite things, uh, I'm going to recommend uh, the Zooniverse. Zoo, zoo as in monkeys and uh, giraffes. will allow everyone uh, who participates in it to uh, say back off man I'm a scientist it is a citizen science uh, database and it has all kinds of uh, citizen science projects that anyone can participate in I have counted penguins uh, on my computer I have sorted through a collection of fleas I know it sounds weird, um, and I have also uh, gone out and taken pictures of squirrels and uh, geotagged of them. So if you like nature, if you like science, if you like uh, kind of contributing to some really interesting projects, um, Zooniverse.com is a great place to check it out. Um, and uh, there's all kinds of, of, depending on what you're interested in, all kinds of things to see. So um, that's what I got for you. Um, again, congratulations on 300 episodes. Uh, I'll see you all on the other side. Hi, Chris and Troy and all the ghost heads out there. Um, I just randomly came across the your tweet on Twitter about you guys reaching your 300th show, your 300th episode. And I just got to say... 
Congratulations, you guys. Oh my god, congratulations. I'm genuinely happy you guys have made it this far. And keep going, because I have loved this podcast for so many years now. Honestly, it's been one of the driving forces that keeps me really into Ghostbusters more than anything I'm into. And, you know... You're, you're all an inspiration hearing the fans you've connected with and the stuff you guys have done. Uh, I, I just really just want to keep congratulating you and saying that Chris Trump the best host on any podcast I've heard. Um, and I know in your tweet you asked if there's one thing I could we could recommend to Ghostbusters fans. Um, as far as the recommendation goes for Ghostbusters fans, I just tell them keep listening to the podcast and oh if there is an alternative uh, listen to GB Resurrection as well if you want more Ghostbusters fun podcast stuff so the fact that Ghostbusters podcast exists is amazing and you guys are at the forefront of it and I just can't wait for the next hopefully three uh, 300 episodes of you know of just more fun with you guys especially when Afterlife comes out so thanks a lot, you two, and, you know, to all the ghost heads out there, keep busting. Hey, guys, Corey here up in Eugene, Oregon. Just finished listening to the second Deep Peaks episode, played in Ragtime Booze, and uh, great discussion. I, I loved it, as, as always. Um, it's interesting, though. I have the same love for the cartoon that Troy, you have, but I have the same questions and problems with this particular episode that uh, Chris has. It's, uh, it's never been one of my favorites, and I, I do always, you know, rewatch the show and try to get into it, and I just, I can't for most of the reasons that you guys brought up on the episode. So, great discussion. I also liked um, the thoughts on uh, the Ghost, the you know, Answer the Call movie, and how, um, you know, maybe they were influenced by real Ghostbusters. I I never hated that movie. I, I did enjoy it when it came out, but it really clicked for me when I looked at it through the lens of a sat- of a live action Saturday morning cartoon. And I was like, oh, I kind of get it now. And uh, yeah, so anyways, great discussion as always. Love the show. Um, and yeah, got to trim those old man eyebrow hairs. I've been doing it for years. So <laughs> wild. Anyways, see you on the other side. Very, very excited to be joined with the Yes Have Some crew and Ryan. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Ryan, are you an official member of Yes Have Some now? I just, I, I included you because. That's Define a, that's the relationship. A, that's a, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a Craig, Abby, and Jake question. I would say I'm part of the Toy Anxiety crew for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we've. It, but I'm under that, the same umbrella. Like we yes. all live under the same umbrella. I would say. Right. So. You're it's the a big umbrella. The robot of the Fantastic Four. Yes, have some crew. Is what you. Are. Yeah, I'll take that. Well, you know, Yeah, I've got his Marvel legend. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm cool. <laughs> all right, there you go. Uh, well, yeah. so we got we got Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh, Ryan Dole. Chris Stewart. I thought I had this down, but I don't. <laughs> I was like, where's Troy pointing? It's all over the place. Giving it up to God. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we... Big we round table. To, uh, God's got a lot to say about Ghostbusters, apparently. Um, but yeah, we wanted to have you guys on the 300 show uh, just because we love you. Damn it. Um, and because I feel like we have kind of been on this trajectory together. Uh, you guys have 
infinite you you did 300 episodes today i think uh right you guys record like three or four i am delirious <laughs> it's fine it's fine um but yeah i mean it's it's just been a whole lot of fun these past you know six seven years uh doing podcasts working with you guys and doing other shows and meeting you guys in places and i feel like uh if if every you know the the chicago bulls needed the uh the boston celtics to make them better or something yes. like that i don't know that's Dude. a big sports okay. reference i um, get that but like, I, I always feel like, you know, I look at what you guys do and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. That was so good. We're I should the actually Washington put some generals to their Harlem Globetrotters. This. Yes. Exactly. Oh yeah. my God. Can you, guys, can you guys try, can you guys try that, uh, analogy one more time, but like use, uh, the <laughs> leprechaun franchise. <laughs> we're only speaking leprechaun for references. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like YHS is the, um, what would who would be the, like the Warwick Davis, mm-hmm. and then the cross rip would be like Hornswoggle. You know, it's like <laughs> like that's what that it is would not. Be. I don't I know. Don't. That's it. You guys don't know no, this, but Ryan we're not going to listen. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's more like this, and I've said this before. It's I was listening to the cross rip for a year and a half, and I was like, well, I want to do this, and I <laughs> just we we ripped you guys off and. <laughs> That's just what happened. <laughs> like, we're let's face it. Say we're sorry. <laughs> we're, uh, an apology yeah, we're here to apologize. I'm <laughs> sorry. <you're with laughs> congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Um, the one thing I, I don't want to hijack the show, but to do 300 episodes of a podcast is insane. Like to do five is insane. So um, seriously, congrats, guys. It's really, yeah, it's really sure. awesome. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Especially on the yeah. same topic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, that's the other thing where I get really monumental. envious of YHS, where it's just like, hey, they got to talk about going to a, a toy store today, and yeah, yeah. you talk about ripping us off. It's like you didn't rip us off. <laughs> you, you started with a little bit of Ghostbusters, and then went other things. This is got to be something else to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I think we made it one episode, and then we were like, let's talk we, about we may, we may have, yeah. have a, uh, uh, put ourselves in a corner with our uh, our mandate. Have you guys ever thought about like when, you know, the fact that you got a whole movie cycle and now are in another one, like what if that didn't happen? Like how long would like if, if it was just like right now in Ghostbusters, but there's no movie, IDW is not happening. There's no there's no cartoons. How long do you spread out the scraps? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's Ghostbusters is a tough it, 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 it it's not Star Wars. See, Ryan, you're right. There's not. There's not always stuff to talk about on a regular. I want to save that sound clip, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to play it back for you. He's going to use that against you. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. It's really it's amazing. Tough, like spreading out the scraps, I think, is really uh, appropriate, Abby, because it's just like the last year because of the pandemic and stuff being stopped down and all the things that we were excited about with Afterlife. Like I, we're going to talk about the Stay Puff clip with you guys just because I, I am so excited to finally have a damn thing to talk about, too. Um, but it's been it's been tough. And uh, we get some some very. Uh, carefully worded emails saying, like, listen to your episode last week. It was really boring. That, that was not the carefully worded Let's version say, of it. Like, but also, that person does not need to be spending their time sending that <laughs> <no>. email. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But again, that's a thing that happens to creators. And mm-hmm. there's, I see it on Twitter a lot where people, like live streamers, podcasters, they'll be like, look at this email I got this morning. And it's just somebody being like, hey, eight paragraphs of criticism. And it's a just really so you know. weird it's a weird yeah, taking time out of their day to be negative. <laughs> it's a really weird thing that people do. I don't get it. Mm. Yeah, I've never so done that's, that. That's all to, to Troy's credit because he's the one who's at the receiving end of all those. I don't have access to any of 
Good for you. <laughs> Don't read the comments. I, if we I got an angry email, email. Yeah, if Jake like, was reading our angry emails, it would be. It's like they want to write a letter to your manager or your boss, but instead yeah. they just send it right <laughs> to the podcast. The, the worst it gets for me is Michael Tanaka sends us our weekly email letting us know what we. And to be honest, to be fair, we've gotten into the habit of us going, what's that? The thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Right. Michael will tell us. And we know that sure Michael enough, will tell us. You know, yeah, like three days later, he yeah. sends us oh, Well, I mean, we were all in agreement this week on one of our Patreon episodes. Jake, Abigail, and myself talked about how great Billy Zane was in The Mummy. Guess what? As The Mummy, which he was. <laughs> He's not in that movie <laughs> at all. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I led that train. I was like, you too, dude. Billy Zane's great. <laughs> this guy's great. He went from Titanic to The Mummy. It was incredible. <laughs> You guys are idiots. He was in uh, Shadow. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was in the Shadow. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser was in the Titanic. Fandom. There. Yeah. There it is. That. Yeah. That's, Brendan Fraser. That's where the mix up happened. Uh, yeah. You Actually, dumb, dumb. I really? would pay money to watch Brendan Fraser in Titanic, but that's a whole other story. We're <laughs> going to talk about Ghostbusters because, like okay. you said, this is a Ghostbusters story. Uh, I like that. So um, we're going to get into our, our one thing, but let's start with the, the Stay Puffed uh, clip that came out today because that is it's fortuitous that we're recording on Wednesday. The clip came out on Wednesday. Everybody's going to be watching this a week after it's going to be old news, but I'm, I'm anxious to hear you guys' thoughts. Um, please go check out the YHS, uh, live stream that was done today as we record this, because it's a great conversation. Um, but, uh, just at, at Abby and, and Craig, we'll start with you guys because I know that you woke up in the morning and it just happened to be there. Uh, what what was your reaction to like, hey, there's a clip from the new Ghostbusters movie up on a random Wednesday that we weren't expecting? Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. Mm. I think like we because of 2020, we've been so trained to not expect anything. Yeah. New, nothing new, no trailers, no posters, no still images. And it's just been like, wait, wait, wait. But it's like in the back of your head, you you know, the marketing's got to start at some point. Um, I was really... I was really impressed with the clip. I think this is a smart way to get um, to get it in front of the public. Like we all know it's coming out. We know when it's coming out. We could give you, you know, an entire history of Ghostbusters three, but like to the people who are just like the general movie going public, they saw the trailer in December of 2019. And usually once a week, I'll hear somebody like at work or somebody will bring it up. Like, Hey, did that one with the kids? Did that come out? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, how was that? You know, yeah. Right. How was yeah, it? Yeah. This was like a juicy morsel, I think, for everyone to kind of just gravitate towards. And it was like you're saying, Craig, very surreal to have anything pop up, like just anything new. Um, we kind of were thinking it was going to happen, but what we got was so impressive um, and so hilarious and just hit yeah. the spot. And what's what I love about it from a marketing perspective is like having all the cast members release it on their personal Instagrams mm -hmm. and like, like, Finn Wolfhard has 21 million followers on Instagram. So it's like, you can't, that's such a, an incredible uh, amount of reach with it's, it's like effortless reach. Um, and all, so I think it's really great. And as far as the clip itself, I mean, it's just nothing but funny and scary and adorable and menacing and terrifying. And like to watch like these six little stay puffs have an existential crisis and like basically kill themselves like, <laughs> or each it's other. Ama it's amazing. Yeah, so. yeah. It's chaos. It's hilarious. Yeah. Mass hysteria. Oops. It definitely restarted the machine. That's for sure. Because yeah, everybody's talking about it. it's on all the movie blog websites again. And, and 
So if, if they needed awareness to be lifted again, it's, it's obviously done that. The bummer is now the movie doesn't come out until November still, so they have to kind of spread things uh, out. Um, right. But I was kind of thinking maybe they'll do a couple of these, like these little character reveals where you, you can give out you know 30 or 45 seconds from the movie and you just get a whole lot of press without having to put out a trailer that you know gives away gives away the this farm. This is Logan Kim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's fairly man. safe that anybody that we've seen a little bit of already could get the same treatment just because they're not technically a surprise. So right, right, right. Um, I guess Muncher's out of the bag. Maybe we'll see a bit more Muncher. Yeah, uh, I could see a Muncher a Muncher clip like like this morning. Yeah, it's not going to be yeah. better. I'm on record. Stay Puff's my favorite. <laughs> Stay Puff's my favorite. I've always been Team Stay Puff over Slimer. Mm-hmm. So to see like this new form is just like that's everything I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's familiar almost. Yeah, yeah. I particularly um, like the two shots where they basically the animators paid homage to uh, a series of unofficial T-shirts. They had the <laughs> they had the. The, the Stay Puft uh, being roasted on a stick. They had a Stay Puft s'more. And in the background, you could see a bunch of them melting in a hot chocolate. It was yeah, like, it was a, it I've was seen amazing. those t-shirts before. Yeah. Right. Now, um, now be all those t-shirts one of them disappear. just looked like the key art that they always use, that same picture of Stay Puft. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like, like walking in. You see it on the... Um, Hot topic shirts or whatever. Jake, uh, what what about you? When when did you watch the clip? Because you you were everybody was working today too, so that always makes yeah. things difficult. Yeah, I was at work, but my my work doesn't actually start until like ten o'clock. So I was I caught it right as it dropped. And I mean, you know, Craig, you said weird. I think that's the only like when you got a thirty five a sequel to a thirty five year old movie, it's like everything about it is going to be weird in some way. But I think the uh, I think the genius of this clip is that it is a one minute clip with like no dialogue in it. And in that they're able to show us like, this is a sequel. Here's stay puffed. Let's show all these people something that they already know, but also it's tiny little stay puff. So here's a new version of it. Here's like, we're doing something different. It's just like, it had a lot. There's a lot of information in there for, especially for people who don't know, like we already knew that there were many stay puffs, you know, right. showing up in this movie, but like, there's a lot in that one minute clip, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always when you, when you think about like the first answer, the call trailer, which was the first piece of marketing, like there's a voiceover, the whole trailer, like giving you a step-by-step explain, explanation, like what the plot is. And I always thought that was weird that they even went that route because like um, Abby always says, it's like the Stephen King rule of what is show, it? Show don't tell. Show don't yeah. tell. Less exposition is better. Like, and that's why the, every now and then when you see a comment, like after take when somebody's like, well, I don't get it. Like, why is this happening? It's like, well, it's it's an out of context clip from a movie that comes out in seven months. Eventually, you'll get it. But today, yeah. just enjoy it. <laughs> and probably probably chopped up from stuff that's being intercut from from elsewhere too. And yep. yeah, yep. Um, Jake, I wanted to get your take because uh, one of the the comments that I've seen happen a couple of times is like, oh, these these guys, the producers, uh, saw Baby Yoda and wanted to have their own Baby Yoda. Like that's what this reeks of. But to me. <laughs> It looks like fans of movies from the '80s who loved Gremlins and yes. Critters, and yeah. and <clears throat> is that did Army you kind of make that connection? Yeah, Army yeah. of Darkness. Yeah, dude, Army. Yeah, Army of Darkness, Gremlins and Critters. I mean, the those scenes are exactly out of Critters, and like there are multiple scenes in Critters and Gremlins where you're just watching them do stupid stuff. You know, you're just watching Gremlins eat at a salad bar and they're like i told craig immediately i was like 
that if if I would have mm-hmm. just heard that clip and not seen it, it sounds like the, the voices are just like there's laughing. It sounds like the gremlins. Yeah. yeah. And and I've seen people do the cuts on on Twitter that they've put the Gremlins, uh, you know, Jerry Goldsmith theme song in there too, just because it <laughs> oh, works so well. Cool. I haven't seen that, but that's yeah, amazing. It's really great. It's so good. Um, Ryan, how about you? What what was your reaction to the clip? And also, sub question: How do visual effects look under the Walmart fluorescent lights to you? How are you feeling about that? <laughs> oh well, we can. Well, obviously, I thought it was cool. Uh, but like, I mean, as far as VFX goes, I thought all the the little guys, they all looked smooth. Like they didn't look, they do look cartoony, but not overly cartoony. I mean, they looked like marshmallow men. They're mar- so, yeah. I mean, which like, we all have points of reference. I really for. don't know. Marshmallow what, like, men. Yeah. So it's, I, I did, we did see one guy, he was kind of complaining about it in the, uh, yes, have some stream chat, yeah. uh, saying, Oh, they look so dumb. And that looks the, you know, the CGI is terrible. And when someone says CGI, it's just like, okay, yeah, you yeah. don't really know anything about anything. So, uh, you know, that's so like when somebody kinda, says that it's like, they're like, I've been to every really great buffet and this buffet is a, not a five-star <laughs> buffet. And it's like, see the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so it's just, but i i thought the vfx was good i actually know the the which studio worked on that and stuff as well and i know they they everyone work like of course everyone works hard yeah even in the worst movies with the worst vfx everyone works hard they don't nope, really have a choice. not true aquaman <laughs> you know what all those guys worked hard and you know what that sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't but i think yeah well, I, the, uh, the aquaman team was drowning in work <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm but, here to make uh, Jake laugh. But uh, but no, I thought I thought I think it looks good, and I'm really excited about all of like what they're doing. And I know uh, there are uh, there are puppets that are also on set as well. I know that that's actually for a fact as well. So Cute. you know, I, I'm. I'm stoked. I'm I'm so ready for this movie. Troy, I was going to say one thing. Um, you know the the inspiration or the 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 homage to critters or gremlins um in the first trailer you got that shot of finn wolfhard walking out to the barn that is literally a shot for shot like it is et it's the same it's 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 elliot walking to the shed and it's kind of cool that um to think like obviously this movie is going to feel like ghostbusters but like Jason Reitman, like he's he's a little bit older than me, but he's a he grew up in the '80s. He likes all the same movies that we all liked, and like I'm just expecting more of that. Like I, there's, there's I wouldn't be surprised if there's just more of that, like you know, Amblin or or just like '80s horror kind of vibe kind of weaved throughout the movie. So yeah. it's super exciting. I feel like I saw one comment said like this looks way too normal. Like it doesn't look. <laughs> all creepy and weird like the trailer did and it doesn't look like a moody uh you know uh, like like you were saying amblin film where you've got pools of light everywhere and things like that but it, to me well, I, it's it, walmart well yeah the i was gonna walmart, say exactly. it's it's your walmart. 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 Is your walmart like that does <laughs> no. it look like yeah. blue misty and and this may be early <laughs> in the movie this may be like at the start of of stuff so obviously stuff's not going to be totally creeped out and dark and, and dingy at the yeah. beginning so right um, have you ever been to a small town Walmart? It's just like that. It's mm-hmm. quiet and weird and you're buying 
dumb ice cream. And that's just what happens at a and, small town Walmart. And you're by yourself in this football field of a super store, uh, which is always the weirdest well, feeling to me too. Yeah. You, it always feels like you're like Dawn of the Dead or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and then you hear a scream. That would be the other thing that would be so unnerving to just be in there yep. at whatever time, two o'clock in the morning, uh, by yourself in the Elizabeth, Colorado Walmart. <laughs> very specific example, I know. Um <laughs> But like, and then you just hear a scream that would freak me out instantaneously. Like to all the people that are like, why, why did he react to a scream? Because you're one of three people in this store probably. And it's freaking yeah. out. Um, so Ryan and I have done that in uh, Bellingham a couple of times. Just yep. Walmart that's mostly <laughs> empty. Oh, I thought you were going to say screamed in a Walmart. I was like, that's what I was going to say. Walmart. Walmart. So y'all do that hey, for fun? Like, I, I worked in a Walmart overnight and like hearing people scream like that's it really isn't, you know, like go to Walmart. There's kids <laughs> like people. People are loud and noisy. And it's like yeah. I've definitely been like stalking a shelf and heard somebody from <laughs> Jake has ignored a few screams. Like, Jake's ignored many a scream. Off. Yeah, See, that's what I do. Um, well, I mean, I think it's safe to say, uh, a, a pretty fun tease, uh, all around and it's kind of tough to judge the whole movie based on a clip. I hope people, you know, the internet's going to do what the internet does, but you know, I hope if people didn't like this, they're going to like some other stuff that comes uh, down, down the line. I think people are programmed to not like, it's not fashionable to like things. It's cool yeah. To, yeah. to like, which I hate because it's like, unless Jake does it. Then it's well, actually cool. That's cool. Jake, Jake like. can back up his hatred. Um, I, but like we had one comment on our Instagram today. Somebody's like, "Well, I hope this isn't the whole tone of the movie." I'm like, "Scary and funny." Yeah, that doesn't sound like Ghostbusters yeah, to me. Very realistic. Yeah. Like, well, don't saying, forget, yeah. Ghostbusters is a documentary, right? It's real. We got to treat it real. Right. It's right. just I just don't understand. It's 55 seconds long. Like, right. just yeah, how, right. like, just chill out, people. Like, how can anybody watch 55 seconds and just be like? No, <laughs> chill out. You'd well, be surprised. Like, he's yeah. he talks like we haven't seen like a series, like a couple of trailers between the two of them. You know, largely the same shots, but a, exactly. a little bit of extra. So we have an additional four minutes out there that make <laughs> yeah. it very clear. No, it's not some sort of dogma. Twenty twenty one shot in a Walmart, right? Like it's <laughs> we're gonna get more stuff happening. And 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 also, you know, one of the shots in that trailer, I'm pretty sure, happens right after this, and it seems to be pretty dark, pretty creepy, dark. and scary. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, yeah. I hope this isn't the tone of the whole movie. Other than that ecto car chase, yeah, it's so weird the way people like and the dark foundry and that pit and yeah. But other than that, I think it comes from the themes of death in families. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Moving on, I I think it's like um, it's just it's managing expectations and people have created and it happens in all of these headcanon. Yeah, it happened in Star Wars and Star Trek and. you know, Ghostbusters and Marvel gremlins. and yep. gremlins, but like, that's why when something, you know, anytime something new comes out that nobody like, that's why like the boys is like universally, like people just love it. Cause they, they it's just a thing that came out and people loved it. They didn't have 10 years of like programming in their head yeah. what it should be. Now yeah. by season three, you'll start getting that because people take that like ownership of it. But yeah, I don't know. Nothing but exciting. I thought the clip was so cool. I really did. And the music was was just the best. And it's kind of nice to just be pleasantly surprised by like that teaser trailer was a surprise out of nowhere. Uh, the the second trailer came, you know, there was a little bit of fanfare. We knew that was coming uh, about a week out. But um, yeah, this was just 
man, I don't know about you guys, but I, my tank was empty. Like I was running on fumes and all of a sudden this clip comes out. I'm like, oh, I'm excited again. Yeah, we're right. going to record. We're going to feel like uh, it, it really been, it, it always comes in waves. Like you've got the, the Ghostbusters 2 score is finally happening yeah. and you've got this and you've got bill murray talking about how heavy proton packs are which is par for the course for him but like it's it all happened with them and then there's a water park <laughs> i'm stoked about the water park yeah. i thought our episode this week was going to be about the new water park columbia pictures zone or whatever it's called so <laughs> like weird. yeah the aqua zone that is amazon falls so ghostbusters That's- thailand all right dude yeah. we're going yeah we're going we're all going <laughs> i'm learning thai for reasons <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go to an amusement shoot a park while we're there. That's right. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, quick podcast show of hands. Uh, podcast bet show of hands, though. That think that the blue velvet is a Paul Rudd improv joke. Oh, got to be. <laughs> of course it is. It's got to be. Jamoka had to be a. That's a Paul Ruddism right there too. Jamoka. Yeah. Well, what's the Jamoka thing? What are, What am I missing? Is that not a real thing? It's a it's a it's a flavor. I it's don't know flavor. quite how to describe. It's like coffee and coffee Starbucks. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, Starbucks has a Jamocha and Arby's has a Jamocha shake, and it's mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like chocolatey coffee. It is an yeah. Arby's thing. It's isn't an Arby's it? thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that it's a Baskin Robbins thing. I Arby, Arby's check. crossover <laughs> confirmed. I don't know who owns Jamocha. Get your mini puffed curly fry surprise. That's Only where you know where the, the fast food time is. Ghostbusters too. Uh, Hardee's. Hardee's. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It's all the same, right? I don't think Arby's has really ever had a movie tie-in. Have they? They don't need it. It's just no, good. Dude, they don't well, they, well, well, they have the beef. So they got they the, have the beef and the cheddar. They've got beef they have and adult cheddar. flavors. Um, I, I, <laughs> you just called Jamoka like adult. <laughs> Yes. It's like the Snyderverse of flavors. Yes, joyless. <laughs> no, this is a good time to talk about our new sponsor, Arby's. Arby's. Right. Arby's. Arby's. They'll love their curly fries. Oh, but seriously, Arby's. at least the Arby's cut. The, the blue velvet, I mean, I'm just assuming it's like a David Lynch reference. Like, that's just a weird... It, you can... Paul Rudd... Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's muttering to himself. What was it? He's like... He's red Mary? velvet. Yeah. And velvet, and then he walks off going blue velvet. Blue velvet. Yeah. <laughs> That's just cool. That's just a cool thing to say. Um, By the way, I'm yeah. disgusted that that man's 52. So that's just—he looks younger than he did in Clueless 25 years mm-hmm. ago. Somehow, crazy. He almost Monster. looks exactly the same age as Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. got an uh, oil painting in his attic, uh, slowly decaying. Portrait. He's a vampire. Paul Rudd's a Paul vampire. Rudd. That could be a new Twitter. That should be. A, that should just be a movie. Is I mean, Paul yeah, Rudd immortal as a vampire? I was. I did enjoy Alex Newborn's video today, where he reviewed the uh, the clip, and he's and he said, "All right, let's look at the clip," and he showed the. Uh, the Mac and me clip. Oh, <laughs> Alex Newborn is, is, that, is stealing funny. Paul Rudd's thing. I thought that's it was kind of funny. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's funny. That's appropriate. Um, well, I, I definitely want to get into the, the topic that we were planning to discuss uh, with you guys. Um, this is for our 300th episode. We decided to um, focus on things that we all love because up until we met the mini puffed, uh, life was pretty grim. I don't know. It, for me, it was. Sorry, guys. This is my group therapy now. Um, so we, we wanted to focus on, on, Troy, there's a number you can call. I, <laughs> I don't have it. Um, you can call us. Right, somebody Jake. get him Bill Murray's number. Yeah. That's yeah. the one you're talking about, right? I'll, yeah, I'll the leave one a your number. long voicemail on Bill Murray's line. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we wanted to talk to you guys about one thing that you would recommend to all of our listeners and watchers, uh, viewers out there. Um, 
And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Ghostbusters related, uh, just something that you love that sparks joy in your life, that you wish everybody shared your love of, um, and, you know, food, a movie, music, book, song, uh, a favorite sunset. Somebody asked if we were going to be talking about sunsets, and I was like, I don't oh, know. Wow. We'll find out if somebody oh, had a favorite sunset. That's deep. Pretty deep. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, Jake, let's let's start with you. I'm going to put you on the spot, man. Do you have oh, one one recommendation that you would give to everybody out there? Yeah, you know, Arby's. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Hold on. For Before Jake goes, I want to say something. A lot of people don't realize that Jake and Abby are the same person. And over the last 24 hours, I had to hear diatribes from both of them about how stressed out they were because they can't pick just one thing and they don't know what to do. <laughs> and I looked at them both and I was like, hey, not that big of a deal. Just figure it <laughs> Not out. that big of a deal. Honestly. But then when I told you what I wanted to do, you're like, nope, don't do that. I was like, well, that's Try harder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You forgot to mention that if you pick the wrong thing, you don't get into law school. So, you know, the pressure's up. <laughs> it's also true. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, yeah, so I, I did have a list here, but um, you know what? The, the thing that I that I chose that I that I landed on was a book and uh, Stephen King's It. Because, Ooh, look at that. Dude, I don't know. Who has read this book here besides me? Okay. All right, cool. Well, this book is like, first of all, you know, watching the movie, you don't quite get the best idea of what is in this 1400 page book. And this book is just like, first of all, Stephen King, like the kind of stuff we like Stephen King is just like wrapped up in everything yeah. that I think I love. And I, I think you too, but like this book dude has got the scariest stuff that I've ever read in it, but it also has like a lot of really, really good, you know, friendship stuff. Like it's a, it's a really good touching story of, you know, seven best friends who fight literally the scariest thing ever. And, uh, it, this book like got me into reading like pretty hardcore. Like I read a little bit back in high school and then kind of fell out of it. And I was, I've always been a fan of the Stephen King movies, I picked up it. It was my first Stephen King book and I've read it multiple times. And I have this like copy that <laughs> I was going to ask. It's yeah. got all my notes in it, mm -hmm. you know, Look at that. Where I can go nice. back to things. Holy and bumbling. there's just, there's just stuff in there. That's hard to explain to anybody who hasn't read it. And it's just like, you know, I can think e of one either, thing. <laughs> what's that? Oh, come not, on. We'll not, talk about it. <laughs> not now we're not going there <laughs> yeah it's just it, it it's a great it's it's the best book i've ever read and uh you know i think it, i think it people don't know that when they're watching like the films are so different you know and like it you watch the movie and it's just a horror movie but it, the book is yeah. full of literally the best stuff i've ever read and it's with the Stephen King stuff, it's really tough. I mean, it's it's like the Gunslinger, the Dark Tower books where it's like, why can't they make a good adaptation of that? Well, because it's in the pages, it's so mm -hmm. difficult to take that and transcribe it over to a 90 minute movie. Um, right. And yeah. and and it's again, like with it and with uh, Dark Tower, like I, I know people that pour over every detail like Tolkien, you know, they sit and they like, yeah. like you did, you, like you've dog-eared the pages and you've um, like, you've got these passages that are committed to memory. And yeah, that's awesome, man. I need to read it. That's one that I have. Have you read it, Chris? I have read it. Uh, I was going to ask Jake, have you read, ever read his uh, dance macabre? I have not read that one. I think I have an extra copy and I should send it to you. It's nonfiction, but what it is is he was invited to teach like uh, writing for horror and all that. And he kind of distilled his notes into this book. 
Oh, and it's it's got like it's got things like a whole chapter where he talks about how comedy and horror have the same beats mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. Structure yeah. and all that and how they both like which is funny because it comes around to ghostbusters that ghostbusters is the example of using horror to punch up comedy whereas mm-hmm. in horror movies they use comedy to kind of offset the horror a little bit yeah for sure and yeah if you like reading his stuff and like i said if you're that deep into reading it it's it's actually really cool to like read his thoughts on how he kind of builds those kind of books so if i find my extra yeah. copy i'm gonna mail it to you I appreciate. Yeah, I'd love. Very to read cool. That. Yeah, maybe yeah. one of these days I'll find stuff to mail you guys because I know I. Just it's cool, man. We don't need anything else. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> we're running out of space. We have space here. We I have looking out. at a Stephen King shelf right now. Yeah. I don't really have any space. On. By the way, I want to point out Jake uh, is is in his VHS room, uh, yeah. which um, other people have this similar room in their house. It's called the whole thing and uh, <laughs> uh it's the most impressive uh it's my favorite part of jake uh, jake's got a whole toy room too but this for those of you just listening on audio this is an impressive background and i'm very jealous of it oh so, thank yeah. you and if I'm you turn it flashbacks to work but the thing <laughs> is if you turn if you turn the camera around and face it the other way the other half of this room is all stephen king stuff like mm. i'm looking at a bunch of Stephen King books and just like, just he actually has Stephen, Stephen King, King there right tied up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a feed yeah, him later. Yes, I read that book. Just, I know how that one turns out. What, um, was that? what else is interesting? Yeah. Is that my thing? Well, what do you, what are you doing? Troy segue? No, do I just no please. Jake's talking about VHS and Stephen King. And my thing is literally a VHS capable TV. That's the thing I was going to recommend. Oh. I just wanted to say that's kind of neat how Jake and I had like the two sides. Of the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Troy. No, no, that's great. That's great. So Stole. why, why the VHS? So like the combo TV VCR, yeah. like VHS, an, an old ass TV that has the, the VCR. Like that's, that's what I wanted to recommend to people because yeah. it's, I recently bought like a new one um, because my old one was kind of going on the fritz and it's just something that has brought so much joy into my life and it just sets the mood um, for like nostalgia and to be able to have old tapes playing in the kitchen and in the bedroom at the same time. Yeah. It's been, it's my collection itself has built up, which is why I was trying to piggyback off of you, Jake, is that I have now an entire um, part of our bedroom that is like, feels like going into an old blockbuster. And we just watched um, the last blockbuster on uh, Netflix and that documentary like made me love my collection more. And I just think that having the old tactile tapes is it's just something special and the uh, they're going up in price and uh, even TV sets themselves are more expensive and harder to find. So I recommend to people like now's the time to get into it and get as much as you can. Um, it just makes me happy to see tapes on my shelf. There's something that you don't see a lot. You honestly don't see tapes as much in uh, thrift stores or um, it's, it's just getting harder to find them. So yeah. having that and creating it within your own home has brought me a lot of happiness and I recommend that. It's like, it sounds so like it's focused and cultivated too. Like it's not like going on Netflix and you have 70 million choices yeah. and you're just exactly. overwhelmed. You know, here you, you have your comfort food. It's like vinyl. You know that you exactly. love these albums and you can pop this on and it, it will sort of wash you in good memories. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I'm having a bad day, I've got the whole section of like, okay, pop out ET Wayne's world. Yeah. This one's going to dress apart makes me feel good and it's the pops and the hisses and like putting the tape in and laying back and listening you get to catch like you know sometimes some psas and some ads and things <laughs> some good psa yeah sure. good just little nuggets Diet of things Coke didn't commercials. expect yeah. yeah do you guys think we we've been having this conversation do you because we have noticed like vcrs are 
they're getting more expensive. And like Abby was saying, like a lot of thrift stores aren't even carrying VHS. So you're kind of having to turn to like eBay and it, it's, that can be expensive. Like five years from now, are we going to see like a resurgence in VCRs and VHS, like in target? Like, like, you know, like my favorite record store is target. Yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> will, will the nostalgia, uh, I, I think it could happen because like cassettes even kind of made a little bit mm-hmm. of a comeback. Yeah. So I think I feel like Chris, Chris might have a pretty good, strong opinion about this. Yeah. I was going to say, I cut Chris off earlier. What, what did you, what did you have, Chris? No, I'm just chewing over the thought now. I don't, I don't honestly know. There's see the thing about vinyl is that it has um, a unique, like it is a unique tonal format to record in that some right. Whereas VHS is just it's like cassette tapes. Um, you know they'll always have that little bit of the hiss, and they'll always you know wear out in that weird scratchy way over time sort of thing. I don't know if it'll come back. Plus, at the end of the day, selling somebody a turntable mechanically, like turntables are a lot more simple than the weird, you know, in and out. old VCR, yeah. Yeah. Mechanisms. yeah. I don't I don't honestly know. I remember, uh, like, the when I first moved to Vancouver, my roommate uh, here, um, Torin, who we actually met because he was, he was collecting Ghostbusters, uh, uh, cartoons on tape and he didn't have extreme ghostbusters and i had recorded it so that's how we met we oh, i love that and <laughs> like we wrestling ended up becoming, tape trading yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly and we ended up being uh uh roommates for a few years and i remember at one point uh his uh machine his vcr died and i helped him hunt one down at london drugs and it was 35 dollars and that was right at the tail end of it was like london drugs had (laughs) multiple dvd players blu-ray had not yet come out Hmm. uh it was a cd dvd world and then they had that one inexpensive make of vcr yeah and then like two years later, there were no VCRs. And then, yeah, yeah now you have them. to hunt for them. And you're not going to pick one up for less than 100 bucks, brand new. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah. why I got a backup over here. Right hey guys, the <laughs> um, I'm going to be so rude. Jake, start talking because uh, our food's here because we eat at one in the morning. <laughs> yes. So. I still uh, have I a question. Just, I got, go I got cut off. My, uh, the thing I was that Troy cut me off so rudely about was I was going to – and it's a similar thing. <laughs> it, uh, by getting the combo okay. – Hey, they can hear that oh whole. Boy. I'm can so sorry, us? Troy. Can they hear us? Can we scream for help? I'm sorry, oh, Troy. That's our bus time food driver. They've got us tied up He's... in the VHS room. I don't know why they call us when they. I'm so sorry. I'm... Um, when you got the combo uh, uh, player and TV, do you think part of the attraction of it was that it kind of gave you a challenge then to keep an eye out for tapes for it? Every time you go to a thrift store to keep, you know, rifle through the the one section to, like I, 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 we have one store. It's the where the kids go to buy their Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh cards, and then the uh-huh. back they have unsorted shelves of VHS tapes that I like to go digging through just to see what's there. Oh, um, that's you know, awesome! Find that one copy of some Johnny Carson's greatest hits late mm-hmm. night television tape that 
nobody's heard of or whatever. It doesn't so. exist. Anymore. I mean, that's where I think tapes will end up continuing to thrive is like just stuff that's not available anywhere not else. Not available anymore. Like, yeah. Uh, tape right. trading well, is the, yeah. Well, there's a, there, you know, talking about tapes coming back, there are, there are some companies out there right now that are putting stuff out on tapes. There's a company called SRS video that is, they, they deal a lot in like kaiju movies, but not only, but uh, you know, they just got the rights to, there's this like a uh, kind of an old uh, forgotten Korean monster film and somebody at this company was able to get to the rights and and they and they're putting everything out like on blu-ray but they're also putting stuff out on vhs and like i've been buying them and uh i mean it's 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 cool to get like a new vhs that's so you know? cool and, yeah. and uh you know because they put them out on they'll put it out on vhs and in a blu-ray like sometimes i'll, I'll buy both you know just right to have this I, that sounds so ridiculous when i say that out loud but no um, but there but there are well, companies doing that yeah. already so i i i, th- I think that might make some sort yeah. of a com- you know maybe it won't yeah. be crazy well, i think but like, chris made a really good point earlier that like audio files like you, there are people who consider vinyl uh because of the way it's recorded and, and stored on on the on the actual vinyl disc, like the the most pure way to listen to a, an audio recording, um, nobody says that about a VHS. Like no one's yeah. ever watching on a VCR. Like this is the best that ET <laughs> is ever going to look. As it's <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's a nostalgia. I like thing. it. It's, it's it almost nostalgia literally thing. a nostalgia thing. Yes. You know, if that's right. what you grew up and you like and holding. Like you know, having VHS covers look so much better than what covers are on movies now there were always like works of the movie could be the worst movie you've ever seen and have like a beautiful piece of art is their cover and right. now mm-hmm. it's just photoshop so like yeah. that's another right. part you know people want to have yeah. that stuff there's there's mm-hmm. something about vhs tapes that strikes me the same way as when i buy paperbacks like i collect yeah. Nero, uh, Nero wolf books and of course they've made mm. so many editions of them over the years like depending on what years they came out for a five-year period in the 70s they were these really cool photo covers and then Mm -hmm. five years later they'll have some illustrator do like 10 covers and all that i like that what was it i think it's warner is it warner where they like put the picture at the top then the logo but the bottom third is the black and orange every single edition of the movie i think it is yep yep with the old yeah yeah, with the old logo yeah Mm -hmm. and those things stand out from a mile away you know you're looking at a a particular warner brothers tape that was put out in a particular two-year period oh same with Uh, disney disney did the same thing with the white cases yeah the plastic clamshell cases Mm -hmm. whatever they call them yeah um well dang that's a good pick that was a good pick it got us talking too good job abby that was awesome and and it makes you happy he, he was wrong. No. No. Her first pick was Sequest. <laughs> I did. Say, I was going to go with Sequest. I was like, uh, i got to see dolphins. more than five episodes, though, before I recommend <laughs> so smart, it to everyone. <laughs> um, Ryan, we'll how, about, how about you? What's, uh, what's the one thing you would recommend to everybody out there? Uh, well, this is going to be an absolute no-brainer to anyone who's ever listened to any of our roundtables. Um, I'm going to go with comic books. I'm going to go with two particular comic books. I'm always going to go with... If you need a flashback, travel back in time, go with Jim Lee's X-Men. Jim Lee, just because it's awesome, there's a new book that just came out. It's a giant hardcover book published by IDW. And it's all the pencils of Jim Lee's X-Men run. And it's amazing. And it's huge. And uh, I think they're still available on Amazon, but they're selling out quickly everywhere else. Because now a lot of the artists are sitting there going, hey, you got to check out this book. And now everyone's like, oh, my God, where do I get this book? 
And the book is about, I think it's 150, I want to say. It's, it is a, it's an expensive book, but it's huge. And it's big. And it's got uh, even all his posters. I think it's even got uh, the pencils for some of the trading cards that he did as well. Uh, so I do highly recommend that. That's because uh, comic books are something that really did kind of sculpt and shape me to who I am for better or for worse, uh, seeing as I did a lot of my reading in the 90s. So that should kind of tell you everything kind of right there. And then if I want to recommend anything that's more recent, I'm going to recommend Tom King's uh, Batman run. Uh, he's just finishing it up now with Batman Catwoman. Mm. And that's going to be his last 12 issues, but he did Batman Rebirth number 1 to 85. Took a year off so that the artist could go in there and do his thing and make it the best book he possibly could. And now we're halfway through that with uh, Batman Catwoman that's going to finish it up. And I just, it's just a run. It's, it's weird. I've never considered myself a huge, like, Batman himself fan. I'm always a big fan of, like, the side characters. Robin, uh, Nightwing, uh, Catwoman, right? And, anyway, like, and, of course, anyone who that knows might. me knows that as well. So uh, this is the first time where it's, like, really Batman-centric, where I've just kind of been like, wow, this is a Batman that's vulnerable and with emotions. And I know some people really hated that because some people mm. like it when he's just, like, the bat emotionalist god who can't get beaten by villains and he just, you know, has sex with women in, <laughs> you know, glass houses and that kind of thing, right? So, uh, but this Ace is not that women. Batman. Yeah, this, this Batman's about his family and taking care of Alfred, uh, his relationships with his with all his Robins, right, that he's had through the years. And it touches on all of that and as well as him, uh, you know, expressing his emotions to Catwoman and, and where that goes and where that eventually takes them and, and all this stuff. So it's just, it's a roller coaster of a book. It's... It, it does feel like a detective book where you kind of like you're, you're partway through and it traces back to something two trades ago and you catch yourself kind of going back and forth. And you're like, you know, Charlie Day with the, with, you know, the cork board <laughs> and, and the, you know, the papers <laughs> and the and the, and the yarn. So like and, and so to me, like like from reading comics for 30 years to all of a sudden pick up a book that has you kind of just like jaw dropped and really into it and you can't miss it on a Wednesday. Uh, that's a rare feeling to have because you get kind of desensitized to reading and buying comics every Wednesday. So to find a book that does that, especially for a character that's been around for so long and you feel like you've read it at all. Uh, this was, it, it was refreshing. So this was done by, this was written by uh, Tom King. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. in trades, but they haven't done like big omnibuses of it yet. Have they? They've done hardcovers where it's like, it comes up with like, by the year kind of thing. So I think there's six of them. Okay. Six hardcovers that are out, but they haven't done like the big thick phone book omnibus of them yet. Nice. It uh, seems like that's a good cover to cover read when it does happen. Cause I, yeah, I never started that run and I, I love those Batman books. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's weird too. Cause it was one that started off slow where I was kind of like, eh, I don't think this is for me. And then I read the second trade and I was all of a sudden something happened and I was just all in. Like nice. just completely in, engulfed and, you know, then I was tweeting back and forth to Tom King on Twitter and him and I would go back and forth. And I was like, oh, my God, I am best friends with Tom <laughs> King on Twitter now. <laughs> right. Like, 
You know, and like, I told him that he read the first one and I didn't care. It wasn't for me. And then it won me over. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's, he, thought I was, he thought I was so cool for saying that. I'm coming to his birthday party. <laughs> yeah, he liked it. Here's my friend Ryan. He wasn't into it at first, but yeah. we got him. So, 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 you know, even that interaction with the writer actually kind of probably did amplify my love for that book as well. Because I've already liked his past stuff like Grayson. Miracle Man, Vision, right? The Visions is like what we saw yeah. in WandaVision. Some of that's based off his work. Yeah. Grayson was really, really good run of, of, oh, of books. Grayson's so good. It's yeah. so good. He, he, he gets the Batman family. Like he just, he gets it. And right now he's writing Rorschach as well and uh, Strange Adventures. So, wow. I mean, he's a busy guy. Uh, He's ex-CIA as well, I believe. So, Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. He knows you better right? than he you might think, be bro. Batman. <laughs> yes. Maybe he knew that's why he couldn't why he the family so well. he's, like, he's like, I know who you are. That's what he's tweeting back to me. But I, I just can't get... I'm just too excited that he tweeted to me to get the code that he's giving me. That's nice. funny. I um, failed as a Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the Robin that dies. Uh, you're Jason Todd. Oh. Yeah. I got voted off today already, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1-900-BATMAN. Will Ryan Dole survive another round? Yeah. What was funny about that is that there was all of a sudden a lot of I stand by Ryan Dole, which was a really weird feeling to have. <laughs> Dude, people like you. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah you're pretty it's okay. The, it's the friends I make along the way, right? Yes, that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm also thankful for Midnight Mando. And all right. Next. Go. go ahead. I'm right there cool. with you with Midnight Mando. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Craig, uh, last, yeah. last but not least, what, uh, what do you got to recommend out there? So this was hard for me cause I was trying to rack my brain. I didn't want to come up with something superficial and everybody's choices were really great. Um, so, um, mine's a little bit captain planet. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to recommend my all time favorite captain America captain, captain planet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 well, it's kind of in that vein. Um, as a as a toy collector, toys are the biggest my my biggest hobby. Like I I, I have a lot of hobbies, um, but toy collecting. Uh, uh, a lot of people give me crap because they they're all oh, Craig's just buying everything, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it brings me so much joy and so much happiness. So to sit in my toy room and and uh, reorganize and take pictures and get the shelves how I want them uh, for that day. Cause it always changes like the next day. Um, it, that, that's like, that brings me so much peace, but more specifically, my recommendation is I always tell people this in, in 2010, I had one action figure. I had a Maddie collector, uh, Egon Spangler with the bookcase Good choice. The toy I owned. I, I had nothing from my childhood. It had all been lost in garage sales or, you know, my mom not paying the storage unit, <laughs> and just it just gone like whatever <laughs> stuff like things like that um hi mom and um so i didn't so basically and i, I i'm very proud of my collection and um but it, it was built from the ground up um through you know all the means we we build toy collections toy hunting and ebay and garage sales and flea markets and all that stuff but more specifically i if you're not a toy collector or if you're just getting into it or you are a toy collector, but you don't have like a drive or a purpose, I always say, what brought you happiness as a kid? Try to go get that thing. Even if it's one thing, because like uh, in the, in the world of ghostbusters, you'll see a lot of people like, Hey, here's my ghostbusters collection. And it's clear. Like they went to Walmart and bought what was at Walmart. Yeah, it was great. Out the they cleared yeah. out Walmart and they've ordered the stuff and they got all the Funko Pops. 
And, and it looks great. I love that stuff. But to me, that hundred dollars they spent on all that stuff, I'm like, what's the Ghostbusters toy you had as a kid? Was it the slimed heroes or the, the you know the first line or was it the the you know the haunted what's in haunted highway haunted haunted humans highway haunter or the or, or the ecto or the firehouse like it I find the, there's the nostalgia piece but also like as a toy collector it's all about connecting back to my childhood right? and that's the biggest part about it it's not about I've got every Ghostbusters Funko Pop they put out this is my collection to me I'm like I'd rather have one thing that was meaningful to me uh, as a kid so I don't have any Ghostbusters stuff with me right now but we are in a house full of toys so like I you say you got a pretty pretty impressive display now yeah. Thank you. So um, it's in the other room. It's, but like, for <laughs> instance, this is the the Star Wars Episode One um, Anakin Skywalker pod racer. Like, if you're a person who remembers what it was like to go to the Midnight Madness, uh, you know, a week before Phantom Menace came out, you can look at all the clips on YouTube. It's magical, and it's never going to be like that again. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, like. I was at that age where I was in ninth grade and I really wanted all the star Wars toys, but I was like trying to like learn how to be cool, which I still haven't figured out. So like, <laughs> if you I learn, tell me, I don't. and I would buy them like, and be like, Oh, these are for my brother. And my brother didn't even care. Like, but it was more for me. So like, but this, you can still get this for like 20 bucks or 25 bucks. And it, and it takes you back to, to a time that I have, I mean, Listen, that build up to Phantom Menace, whether or not you liked the movie or not, was one of the most exciting times ever it to be like a pod race. It was like a pod race to be like a Star Wars or a sci-fi fan. So like I know what it was like to go to Walmart at midnight or whatever that weekend and pick up this pot and just in the in the and and I don't, by the way, I don't know if this was actually released the opening weekend or whatever, but whenever I bought this, it 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 was a connection to the movie. Yeah. Um, and that's the big thing with me with toys is like it connects to a property or something that I, that I love. Um, and so I, that's my recommendation is if you want to collect toys or if you do collect toys, rack your brain, think of something that was really special to you as a kid and, and figure out if there's a, a financially responsible way to obtain it. Cause one thing with vintage toys, you can still get a lot of stuff um, for, for reasonable prices. It, and it's, you know, if you want mint on card ecto glows, that might not be the route to go. <laughs> but if you like Sequest, just but if you like Sequest, yeah. if you like Sequest, if you like Sequest, it's not even so much about racking your brain, but rack your heart, rack your heart, yeah. rack your heart, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, but but like, and the the weird thing with me is like, I'll go to these toy stores and stuff, and like, I'll. I'll see things that like I haven't thought about. I always talk about like it opens up files in my brain that I haven't accessed since I was four years old. It'll be like the Sesame Street, like little people uh, uh, set or whatever, (laughs) whatever that thing was called. Uh, And and I'm like, oh, my God, I had that. And it was really important to me when I was three. I need it now. I don't know why, (laughs) but I know I need it. Makes you Um, happy. but, But more than anything, like. I just love collecting toys and I love buying them and I like the stories connected to them and I, and I love uh, the properties they represent. So um, if you've been on the fence, it's funny you said that because like when you're saying like, you're saying getting (laughs) three, (laughs) like this is one of them, right? Right. Yeah. This is like, uh, (laughs) right. Like I, when I, Ryan, for the audio listeners, we've, we've trained you. You got to say, you got to tell what it is. This is a vintage 1980, Miss Piggy plush animal or like, I guess it's a plush plush Muppet. 
And uh, mine from when I was like an infant is like destroyed because I took her everywhere. Right. That was like my my teddy bear. And then uh, they were super expensive. They got well, obviously, it became super expensive because as Muppets can sometimes be. Uh, And then someone was selling one on uh, Facebook Marketplace for 20 bucks. Wow. And so I snatched it. So score. Right. So it's just again, it's just one of those things where it's just it's random. It's weird. Yeah. But, I think one uh, of the important things to point out too is that a lot of the times when you think of these things, they're not that expensive to get yourself one for. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. think when you say you know toy collecting and all that is like, oh, it's a big investment of money. And so, no. no. Like I don't I don't know if you guys were there when for answer the call afterwards when we all went up to Burbank, and, and we hit all the stores there. Ryan. We've been to those stores. Uh, it wasn't on that. We didn't go with you guys then, but yeah. I know, I, I know some of the, the, the Ghostbusters British Columbia were there. I just couldn't remember who was along. And we went into that one store, that one collectible toy store there. And in a in a glass case in the back, he had uh, Presto Magic. I don't know if you guys remember Presto Magic at all. I don't, but I need it. They were, they were <laughs> DC or Marvel comic dioramas. Oh, that you'd rub on the characters, like you design oh. the layout of the panel of the, mm. and of course, as I'm describing it, that means it's basically destroyed in the process of playing with it. So they, <laughs> yeah. wow. They're never anywhere. And I had them when I was like a little, little kid had not thought about them for like 25 years. And then I walked into that store and he had them for like, you know, eight bucks each. And I have, that was the, the weirdest feeling yeah, I have ever had mm-hmm. just because it was a, a it was legitimate nostalgia that had built up over twenty five yep. years. Uh, you don't think about it for twenty five years, and then it the triggers it. It just punches you in the face, and you're you're right back to seven again. It's like our local yeah, toy uh, store. I was in our local toy store the other day, and they had this uh, plastic basset hound piggy bank, mm-hmm. and I walked by it. And I just went, whoa, I had the brown one. This is the blue one. Haven't mm-hmm. thought about it since I was two years old. And now I'm on eBay, like, searching yeah, for banks. Yeah. This, this is Tootie Tales, which is uh, a My Little Pony that I, this was like my first My Little Pony. Um, not this actual one. I bought this on an eBay hang, but just like you guys are all talking yeah. about, this is the kind of thing that, like, having it in my hands, I carried this around with me all through childhood. Like probably well when I was too old to be like holding on to this. So it's really nice to have it and yeah, it's that thing. And a lot of people don't know yeah. that Jake used to um like take his copy of it when he was like four years old. <laughs> Stop. And just he would take it to the <laughs> Well listen, no 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 like you, you say that but what but the the con <laughs> the concept of what you're saying about the toy like that yeah. I think that concept works with all of our things. Like yeah. Abby's you know, Abby's collecting videotapes because, yeah. when, you know, when she was younger, Ryan's yeah. been reading comics his whole life. And, you know, when in 1990, when when I was, you know, five years old and it came out and premiered, uh, my mom had the book in the, in the book, ter- the cover of the book terrified me. And I remember as a five and six year old kid, like sneaking, watching the, my, you know, my mom taped the the TV version mm-hmm. of it back. In, and I remember like sneaking peeks of it it's like all of these things yeah. that we do are things that we we do because we love yeah. doing them when we were a kid so like that works for I everything don't, i don't even know if it necessarily has to be when you're a kid either because we're all very familiar with albums yeah. that we all know and love mm-hmm. that take us right back to high school or take for us back sure to university absolutely or yeah take us back 10 years even like i have weird flashes of nostalgia listening to stuff that i'm like oh this is this is this was like 10 years ago that's it right but it, it, <laughs> yeah that particular year 
That's how I've been buying all these Dark Knight figures. I'm like, remember the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger as the Joker? <laughs> you guys remember that? You guys yeah. remember? Wow. Remember when we were excited ago. about a Joker? Um, also, money, also, money's fake. If you do find something and it is expensive, just fucking buy. Like, sorry, you know, like uh, money, money comes and goes, and it's like it's a made-up concept that if something uh, yeah, makes you happy, that. just buy it. You'll yeah, we don't, we don't have an economy unless you guys spend money. So just, just yeah, dude, just buy, buy whatever you want. If you want to buy Dino Riders. Buy all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just got them. it. You know, the weird thing, I, I know Troy's probably trying to wrap us up because it's going to be terrible to edit, but I... I <laughs> Before we get any more comfortable. I The one thing about this conversation is it makes me so happy, but simultaneously, I'm so depressed right now and I don't know why. So... Uh, what, you what just I'm need s- a good calm down, Craig. That's all you need. What yeah. I'm saying is... Or dinner. If you or have food. $60 to spend on toys and you want Ghostbusters stuff... Don't go to Walmart. Uh, and I know our friends at Sony and Ghost Corps are like, no, please go to Walmart. But I'm like, go go get yeah. a Ecto one, like a the original one or the new one. I don't care. But do what do whatever you want. What am I saying? I don't care. Sony might not care. So, Sony you. may have gotten its its money uh, up front. It's Walmart. Yeah, that's like, true. Too. Walmart. Right, right, right. So yeah, this was yeah. great though. This was fun to get to share this. I was stuff. gonna say this, and it was good that everybody had a, a running theme. Like we can tie things together too, and and I mm-hmm. love that. Um, so, so my first like choice was my first choice was I was just gonna recommend Danny McBride. Like if he's in it, <laughs> watch it. Yeah, just Dan, just just phone him up, find him in the white pages if the white pages still go. exist, and just give him a call. Yeah. Um, I can relate to his sense of humor. I like that man. He's great. He's great. So the takeaway is Danny McBride. Okay, good. Uh, all right. Perfect. Um, well, thank you guys. I know you've had a long day of podcasting and you need to go eat dinner too. Um, so uh, appreciate you guys dropping by for the 300th. Appreciate everything that you do. I appreciate watching Toy Anxiety and listening to the podcast and doing Midnight Mando with you guys. Uh, and it, it, it's just it's just so good to have such a tight knit group of, of people that we're, we're friends with, uh, especially through the last year, which has just been kind of difficult. Yeah. So I'm so glad yeah. we were able to do this. Well, the one thing I, and I said in our live stream, when I, when I, and I'm, I tell the story every day, when I got AOL in 1997 and, and I plugged it all up and I got online and my friend up the street told me that it was impossible to get a computer and AOL the same day. And that I was lying to him <laughs> because his family had a computer and no internet for like a year, but that's another story. <laughs> the first thing I did was search Ghostbusters three. Is it happening? When is it happening? It was not that long after that, that I found, GBHQ and proton yep. charging and um, yeah, to, to call you guys friends and to get to do this all these years later is, is about as surreal and cool as it, yeah. as it gets. So, 20 years ago. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to like the intro to this episode. Just throwing that out there. All um, right. But uh, well, thank you guys again. And uh, we'll, we'll have you back. Hopefully not for 600. Let's, let's not wait 300 episodes. To <laughs> 600. We'll be there. We'll yeah. be there. Let's do 305. I like three. That's there we go. 305. Number. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Bye. Okay. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing?
If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. So there it was, uh, Eric Reich, Yes Have Some Crew, and Ryan. Man, I love those guys. I love all of them. Uh, and I love all of the people that we had on our 300th show. It was so much fun. Please, uh, youtube.com slash Troy Benjamin. I'm still trying to change the vanity URL there uh, so that it actually makes more sense. I signed up at the time, and I didn't I didn't think we were going to have a YouTube channel. And, and point in case, like the technical difficulties that we had on the 300th episode, I don't know what happened. The video has been there for three days, uh, and then the premiere countdown uh, clock finishes, and all of a sudden, uh, YouTube airs out. Uh, so we switch it over to a live, uh, from, from a premiere over to just a, a public video and we scrambled and, uh, it was, it was awesome. About 20, 25, 30 people all came over to this like little chat room, old school, like AOL CompuServe looking chat room. It was, <laughs> it was really nostalgic. Um, but uh, yeah, go check that out. YouTube.com slash Troy Benjamin or up on the, uh, GhostbustersHQ.net page, uh, you will see that video, uh, which includes the interviews that you just heard uh, in shortened, condensed forms, uh, plus the the pretty faces and the amazing uh, people that we, we had uh, in person. You get to see them as, as you listen to them. But uh, we wanted to make this a very special treat for our audio listeners, and that's why we are going uh, totally crazy this week. And uh, in a couple days, you're going to hear uh, our, our good friend Dustin Milne, Dan Amrick, uh, you're going to hear the the, uh, the book club with Soulange and Briley. Uh, very fun stuff. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then next week, after this onslaught of 300th episode celebration episodes, uh, we're going to be back with a regularly scheduled good old-fashioned cross-rip uh, where we're going to talk about the mini puffs. We're going to talk about the Hallmark ornament. We're going to talk about the Christmas village. That was kind of out of left field. That was kind of fun really expensive but they're kind of fun uh so we're going to be talking about all of that stuff uh, on next monday's show uh but in the meantime your feed will be populated with uh, at least two more episodes of interviews and uh, we hope you enjoy them and our thanks again to all of our guests for joining us because they took time out of their busy schedules to uh to do the records with us and it was a lot of fun so until the next time you hear this which is probably going to be in about 24 hours <laughs> If, if you're keeping up with the feed, hopefully you out there are being able to uh, keep up with the feed. I can't even put a sentence together, guys. I am so burned out and so exhausted. And it's not just because of the 300 stuff. It's just because of the world at large right now. So, uh, hey, that's that's the way it goes when you're podcasting. No, Nobody says that. I, I don't think that that's even a saying. I just made that up. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm mumbling. Anyway, everybody, until next time, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're
Thank <laughs> you.